Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1686. How to Protect Your Skin in Three Easy Steps by Susan Colon of colonperformancestrategies.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Welcome back to another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Remember, this is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, we have a bunch of shows where we do this very same thing, but we cover a bunch of different topics. Check them all out by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. And now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. How to Protect Your Skin in Three Easy Steps by Susan Colon of colonperformancestrategies.com. Did you know your skin covers 21 square feet, roughly the size of a kitchen table, weighs nine pounds, think bowling ball, and is 15% of your body weight, and it renews every 28 days? Our skin may be the most overlooked indicator of our health. So let's take a closer look at how to take better care of it in three easy steps. First, let's talk the biggest risk to our skin's health and vitality, and that's skin cancer. Skin cancer is one of the most common cancers and also one of the most treatable. There are three skin cancers, and they are named for the type of cells that become malignant, basal or squamous skin cancer. Basal cell is cancer found on skin that is exposed to sun and the most common skin cancer. Squamous cell is skin cancer that is found in skin tissue. The third skin cancer is melanoma, a more serious and aggressive skin cancer found in cells that make the pigment melanin like a mole. A change on any area of your skin can be the most common form of skin cancer. Any new growth, a sore that doesn't heal, or any change in the size, shape, or color of an existing skin mark is often the first sign of cancer risk and can occur anywhere on the body whether that part has been exposed to sun or not. So, on to step one of good skin health. How do we best check for skin cancer? There are two ways to do this. One is a self-exam, and one is an annual skin cancer physical. For a self-exam, you check yourself from head to toe, including the bottom of your feet. You might get a close friend or family member to help. Using a mirror, you look at your face, ears, neck, scalp, hands, front and back of your body, raising your arms and legs. Take note of all your birthmarks, moles, and any other markings and their look and feel. Take photos if you can. If you see something that's concerning, 
visit a medical professional who will conduct a skin cancer screening. They'll map your body for moles and marks and generate a report of any concerns with appropriate treatment recommendations. It's recommended you do this annually, more often if you have a history of skin cancer in your family. Step two of good skin health, learning about the risks for our skin. Everyone is at risk for skin cancer, no matter your ethnic heritage or the shade of your skin. Sun exposure is the main cause behind skin cancer, including your exposure to the sun over your lifetime, because the ultraviolet light found in sunlight is the source of harmful and damaging ultraviolet radiation, abbreviated UV radiation. There are two types of ultraviolet sun rays, UVB, the rays that cause sunburn, and UVA, the rays that cause tanning and premature aging like wrinkles. Protecting our skin against both is important because UVB rays play the greatest role in causing skin cancers, and UVA rays penetrate more deeply into the skin. Step three of good skin health. How do we best protect our skin? First, the ways to do so without sunscreen. Staying out of the sun at midday is best. That's between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. If you're outdoors, you should always be wearing sunglasses, even if it's partly sunny. Wearing sunglasses protects your eyes and the skin around your eyes. Research has found that frequent exposure to sunlight can contribute to the formation of cataracts, which is a clouding of the lens of your eye. Next, cover your head. A visor or a hat with a two to three inch brim, even a baseball cap can work as long as it has fabric that drapes down the side and neck. If you love wearing a straw hat at the beach because it's cooler, make sure it's tightly woven. As for clothing, long sleeve shirts and pants provide the most protection if you're outdoors hiking or working in the sun. Rash guards and UPF marked clothing are best for the beach, as is an umbrella. UPF means ultraviolet protection factor, and in clothing, it won't allow UVA and UVB rays to penetrate fabric. The last non-sunscreen-related protection you can do is to check the UV index. The UV index predicts sun exposure risk each day in your area on a scale from 1 to 11 or more and was developed by the National Weather Service and the Environmental Protection Agency. You can find the UV index online. Now, protecting your skin with sunscreen. There are so many questions about what kind, how much SPF, how to protect the kids, and so on. So let's break it down. Adults. Always use sunscreen. Be a good role model. Active ingredients in sunscreens function as either mineral or chemical filters that keep harmful rays from the skin. Also known as mineral sunscreen, physical sunscreen stays on top of the skin like an umbrella and starts working right away to deflect UV rays. Chemical sunscreens work a little differently in that instead of deflecting, they absorb UV radiation and reduce how much penetrates the skin. Both are generally recognized as safe and effective. Sunscreen ingredient safety has been in the news lately, so do your research as to personal preference. What's important is SPF. SPF stands for Sun Protection Factor. Use a protection of at least 15. Many doctors will tell you 30. The number 30, for example, indicates that it would take you 30 times longer to sunburn than if you had used no sunscreen at all. If your sunscreen says broad spectrum, it means the formulation will protect you from both UVA and UVB rays. The size of a golf ball is a good amount for your entire body, 
and reapply every two hours when in the sun. As for gels, sticks, sprays, or lotions, whatever form you will use consistently and adequately is the right form for you. Important tips for adults. One, use your bug spray first, then your sunscreen. Avoid using sunscreen that contains bug repellent. It's been found to be less effective. And two, prescription medications can affect sunscreens. So consult with your medical professional on any of your medications. Let's talk about babies and toddlers. For infants under six months, the best form of sun protection is a hat and shirt. Sunscreen is not recommended. Keep infants out of direct sun as much as possible because their skin is not yet protected by melanin. When you take your baby outside, use your stroller's canopy or hood. If you can't find a shady spot, use an umbrella. Also, avoid midday. Take walks in the early morning or late afternoon. When driving, consider buying a UV shield that can be hung over any window that allows sunlight to reach the car seat. For toddlers, you might consider testing the sunscreen on the inside of their wrist before an outing to see if there's any reaction. And then all the adult SPF guidelines apply. Gel sticks are a favorite of kids, and if you use spray, spray in the hands, then rub on. Just a note on higher SPF products. The Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has proposed a limit to SPF values, and because of the coronavirus, it was postponed, but it's expected to be reintroduced soon. Some food for thought. The FDA contends that SPF higher than 50 is inherently misleading, citing these reasons. High SPF products require higher concentrations of sun-filtering chemicals than lower SPF sunscreens do, and some of these ingredients may pose health risks when they penetrate the skin. Some may even trigger allergic reactions. And finally, some people may stay in the sun longer when using a high SPF. You now have the knowledge to better protect your skin and can use these steps for you and your loved ones to stay healthy and safe all year round. You just listened to the post titled How to Protect Your Skin in Three Easy Steps by Susan Colon of colonperformancestrategies.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I'll be honest, skin health was not something that I really cared about. I was already too concerned about my other chronic disease to have to think about yet another potential health problem that could affect me. But eventually, I came around. The more I read about the dangers of longer-term sun exposure, the more I realized that I should probably be wearing sunscreen more often. I made a habit of wearing sunglasses almost any time I'm outside. Last year, I got a little worried when my dermatologist, while closely examining a mole on my back, asked me if I've ever been sunburned before. I said I had a couple of times when I was in my teens. Her reply was, hmm. Now, I don't know about you, but when a physician says, hmm, I don't get that warm and fuzzy feeling inside. The George Costanza in me kicked in, and I started asking questions like, is it oddly shaped? Is it raised? Is it discolored? Is it cancer? Do you think it's cancer? She was pretty sure it was fine, but removed it just in case. Thankfully, it turned out to be nothing, but it was a nice reminder that I should continue to be responsible and wear sunscreen. Oh, and I make sure I see my dermatologist at least once a year for my yearly checkup. All right, that'll do it for the Thursday episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, I'll be back here tomorrow for the Friday Q&A where your optimal life awaits.